Hi, and welcome to Com Church Talks. This is our sermon of the day. We pray it will be a real blessing to you. I know you'll be encouraged, challenged, and uplifted by the talk you're about to hear. I couldn't do this a year ago, because a year ago I couldn't walk. And then Jesus healed me. I couldn't have lifted the Bible a year ago, never mind that lectern. God is a God who heals and blesses and touches. And he's so willing to do so. It's amazing. Okay. Good morning. How are we all doing? Brilliant. Oh, that's good. I've got a brilliant... That's Somebody on the other side is going, oh, I wish I was brilliant. Everybody gets their turn at brilliant, and sometimes not brilliant, but God's still God, isn't he? Amen. So what I have today really is a little bit of nostalgia, so you have to please indulge me with that. But of course, you know what they say, nostalgia is not as good as it used to be, you know? That's a joke, by the way. A couple of people, oh, yes. It's not like it used to be. Um, <clears throat> And I have, a, I have a reason for it. I have an example. Um, I have a... I, I, let me just go back to the year 1978. Some of you never were there. And some of you can hardly remember. Um, 1978 was a great year. Um, Jerry Rafferty was winding his way down Becker Street. Do you remember that? Old people? Older people? Yeah. Believe it or not, 1978, the first mobile phone was made. That must have took some development. It was probably gigantic. Yeah. The movie Grease came out. Yeah, rubbish. Saturday Night Fever was much better. It was pathetic. Come on. But that's just my opinion. David Berkowitz, who was the son of Sam Killer, went to prison. And he's still there. He's a serial killer. He's actually a Christian now, which is a very interesting story. The population of the world in 1978 was 4.4 billion. It's 7 billion now. Somebody's been busy. We've almost doubled the population of the world in 40 years. It's incredible. So that's a little bit of nostalgia. In 1978, I was 17, and I had two amazing happenings in my life. 78 was a very significant year for me. It wasn't bad for you either, love. So the first happening, I'm going to have a picture of the first happening that I had in 1978, and it's going to come up on the screen. Look at, look at that. That's an RD250 Yamaha. RD means race developed. I had a brand new one of those. Brand new. It was a thousand pound. That's how much it cost. I know you're amazed. And the other happening is going to come up as well. I had another happening. Hey. Race developed. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, that's the bike. Yeah, those are my two major happenings. Can we have both together, please? Yeah, she didn't look like that. She looked, yeah, she looked great. <clears throat> so there you, there you have it. This is my little bit of nostalgia for the day. You've got sleek, beautiful, 
racy, high maintenance, expensive to run. Let's talk about the bike now. All right. Come on. These are the jokes, folks. Great. So there you have it. Now, yeah, it was really good. I mean, it's say this that was the year of both of these happenings in my life. I mean, Chris, um, she really wanted to marry me. And uh, unfortunately, I had to disappoint her. <laughs> I married her. You know? <laughs> so what's this got to do with God and the gospel? Well, the point is, my main scripture, that's going to come up, is 2 Corinthians 5.17. It's a well-known scripture. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. And of course, we know that whenever we give our lives to Jesus, the new has come, the old has gone. Yeah? All things, all, all. What does all mean? It means all. All things have become new. Whenever we give our life to Jesus, we got so much new, everything was new. It all just became new. We might be living in the same body, but we became new, we became born again, we became alive, literally for the first time in our lives, we became really alive because whenever you give your life to Jesus and you're born again, you actually, if you look at the original translations, you actually become a person who has never existed before. So we did this in 1985, we gave our lives to Jesus, and we became different people. And I'll tell you what, that was a good idea, because I crashed that back a couple of times, and I crashed the marriage a couple of times too, but you know what I mean, things were going wrong, it wasn't working, but once you become born again, all things become new. You know, Chris and I weren't doing great, mostly her fault, but... Um, One of us was not right. And, uh, but when Jesus came in, it was like we were made for each other because all things became new. And how, do you, how many people here know that God is always the God of the new? No matter how long you've known him, he's the God of the new. Ted, what are you going to do next? Where is he? I'll just say a hand. Yep. What are you going to do next? Because God's always the God of the new. Where's the new songs coming, bubbling up inside you, mate? You know, it is. It's, it's, there's never, even if you're doing lots of things, there's something new God always wants to start in you. Amen. So, my RD250 Yamaha was brand new, sparkling. Every piece was just totally brand new. And Everything on that bike was designed for a purpose. They're all different parts. They were all made, molded, cast, made, produced in various ways. You have cables, you've, you've got all various forms of metal, you've got the tank, the seat, all this stuff. But everything had a purpose and everything was brand new. And that's, who, that's what we are as Christians, brand new. Even if you've been a Christian for years and years, it's brand new today. Because what does the scripture say? The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are 
every morning, new every morning. So every morning when we get up, we have something new in God. Amen? I think that's great. The bike was new. It wasn't recycled. Excuse the pun. Recycled. No, that one didn't work in the first meeting either. No. I was going to lose that one, wasn't I? Yeah. I like to try a joke out. All things become new. So what, what, what became new? What have we got this new? Number one, we have a new nature. The old nature is gone, dead, and buried. And you might be thinking, well, I still have struggles with things. Yeah, you might have an unrenewed mind, but you, but you have a new nature. Because whenever we became Christian, the nature of God was birthed in us. The next scripture I have is Colossians 3, 1 to 4. Them boys are good on the screens, aren't they? It says that since then you have been raised with Christ, set your heart on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. So that's where you put your mind. And the next verse says, set your mind on things above. You just said that, Sarah. Temporal and eternal. On things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. I love that scripture. You died, and your life is now hidden with Christ. That's brilliant. 1985, I died and became a new person. And a lot of people are very happy about that. I'm happy about it. My wife's happy about it. My family are happy about it. God's really happy about it. God's, whenever every single one of us got born again, there was rejoicing in heaven. We know the scripture says that. It's nice to be rejoiced over, isn't it? It gives you a sense of appreciation. If you don't appreciate yourself, God does. God is rejoicing over us, amen? So we've got a whole new nature. The old died. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm sure I'm right in saying, sometimes I remember something I did before that, and I feel, do you ever feel guilty about stuff? Anybody ever feel guilty about the past? Yeah, a few. Don't. Because that's not even you anymore. You died. Before 1985, I I have no right to feel guilty about anything I did because that's not even me now. Because I'm born again. I died. I didn't, I wasn't renewed or recycled or changed a bit. I died. And my spirit, that old nature died and my spirit became born again. If you've been born again recently, you are in for such an adventure. It's incredible. If you're not born again, why not? Why would you wait? For, what are you waiting until you're 40 or older or do you have all your fun or do you do whatever? I'll, let me tell you, all the fun, will half, it'll half kill you and it takes you years to get over. No, Jesus... Is always today is always the day of salvation. The Bible says, Amen. So that person doesn't exist anymore. What do we also get new? We get a new heart. In the book of Jeremiah, it says that um, I think it's Jeremiah, God says, I will give you, I will take away your heart of stone, and I will give you a new heart of flesh. Now, there's a lot of compassionate and caring people in this world uh, doing some good things, but nothing will ever give you a heart like the heart of Jesus. Whenever you get born again, you get the heart of Jesus. You get the heart of God. 
It changes your perspective on people, on situations, on life and eternity and everything. Everything changes because you now have the heart of God. When you have the Holy Spirit, you have the heart of God in you. Paul the Apostle, he talked about, he said that the love of Christ compelled him to preach the gospel. I mean, he suffered for that. He spent a lot of time in prison. He was beaten lots of times. There was lots of, it was no party. If you're looking for a com- comfortable religion, don't choose Christianity. <laughs> but it's the only real way. So you get your, um, your heart gets changed and you start to care about people. Amen? And many, many of us have experienced that. And I, I just want to encourage us all today, even today, look for something new. Ask God today for something new. Ask him for more compassion, more power, more anointing. Ask him for whatever, whatever you need, yeah? Have you ever been backslidden? No, just me. Uh, me and Anne Stern were terrible sinners. Have you ever backslidden for a while? Come on. No, well, you're brilliant. Yeah, there's a man there. A couple of honest people. It's the most miserable place to be, isn't it? It's, it's a, see, backsliding, years ago I did it for a little while. It's awful because you know why? You can't be the same person because you died. So you're now this new person trying to be the old person. doesn't work. It's no fun at all, so you have to end up coming back to God. Yeah. God's always waiting with open arms, by the way. Third thing we got, we got a new vocabulary. We have a new way of speaking. Jesus said that the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Jesus' words are spirit and life. The word of God brings life. Yeah? And... Uh, once we get born again, we now have that same ability to speak life. It's called prayer. Not just prayer, but it's all kinds of life. We now have the, we have the ability to speak positive. We have the ability to plan for future. We have the ability to change our lives and other people's lives through prayer, through declaration of God's word. Because the scripture says uh, in the Old Testament somewhere, I think it's Isaiah, I don't know. But it says that the Lord watches over his word to perform it. Yeah, do we know that scripture? He's what, what's, what's God looking for on, on the earth? He's looking for his word. Where do we put his word? When we pray over something and we say, Lord, in Jesus' name, I command this to change. He's looking for that word so he can perform that word. Yeah? And that's really good. And we now, because of our born again experience now, we have the ability to change things through prayer. If there were no Christians on this earth, you would not recognize this earth. It would be literally hell on earth. You think the world is bad now? If you take out the influence of the church and the Holy Spirit, this would be an awful, awful place. The world has got so much benefit because we are here and and the people are trying to do away with all of our belief system don't realize that schools and hospitals and charity, all that, that all came from the church. All, a lot of the good in the world has come through the church. And people want to get rid of the church, but they don't realize that all of that would go too. Yeah? You know, the world isn't as bad as it used to be. People talk about the world being bad. You go back a couple of hundred years ago, it was a lot worse. I believe the world is improving because the church is in it. Jesus said to his disciples, and that runs right through to the whole church, you were the light of the world. See, he was the light of the world, and now we are the light of the world. 
When people want to see what Jesus is like, they're going to look to us for an example of what Jesus is like. Amen? What would Jesus do? That old, you know, that little cliche. What would Jesus do? That winds me up sometimes. Because Jesus just fixed everything. Well, okay, let's fix things. Yeah? Let's fix people's bodies through healing. Let's, let's fix society's ills through wisdom and revelation. Yeah? Because what would Jesus do? Let's do what Jesus done. Then we'll see it. Yeah? So because we have a new vocabulary, we bring God's will into the earth through prayer. Yeah? Another thing we have new is... Um, I'm looking at my watch, but I actually forgot what, what time it was when I looked at it the first time, so maybe all right. We're all right. Where's my bike? Stick my bike up there. No, sorry, don't. I got another scripture. Ah, uh, it was a good bike. Um, I'm back there now in my head. Oh, look, long blonde hair. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Another thing we have new is new understanding. Ephesians 1.17 is going to come up on the screen. It's on the screen. There it is. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Amen. This is a, a real key. There's a, a well-known preacher in the States. He prayed this every day for six months. And his church came to him and said, what's happened to you? Because your preaching has changed, your, your abilities, you're so much, you, you seem to know so much more, you, you just have such an understanding. There's always more understanding. I think one of the biggest, if you want to call it a problem, it don't mean to be negative, but difficulties we find in the church is we don't always move forward because we're kind of waiting for God to do something. God's waiting for us. And we should pray this prayer for ourselves every day. Lord, give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation so I would know you better. Because once you start to get wisdom and revelation, you start understanding how things work and then you can see more great things happen. There's nothing worse than just sitting as a Christian till the day you die and go into heaven. God has some amazing adventures for us, but we have to go first, yeah? And available to every single one of us is the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Who's ever used a gift of the Holy Spirit? You know, some hands not up, but you probably have without knowing it. You've probably used the gift of the Spirit, like, like, like a word of wisdom, and it's just something that's just come to you and you've said it. But we have all of these gifts available in our lives, and the Lord's saying, you know, use these, move forward, look, look into them and, and, you know, this is how you build the church. This is how you build the kingdom. You've got to use the gifts, especially like the revelation gifts, to open up people's lives and people's hearts and see the kingdom grow. It won't happen. You know, I know Jesus said, I will build my church, but he, he will build his church with the church. You see what I mean? God doesn't do it alone. He does very little on his own, you know. He set in place um, the kingdom of God. And, and as, 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 he, as Jesus said to one preacher, 
that he had, God has done everything he will ever do about sin, and Satan, the devil, sickness. He's done it all. He's not going to do any more because he, he has set this system, the kingdom system in place. And he says to us, now you do it because the kingdom is what? Where's the kingdom? Where's the kingdom? Please somebody shout. How many people didn't know that? The kingdom is within us. So he's already set the kingdom in place. Do you see what I mean? So once we have understanding of that, then we just move forward and we just do it. And God is there. And we also have the fruits of the Holy Spirit, don't we? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Give me patience, but give me it now. Yeah. Yeah, so we have all those things in our lives. We have the Holy Spirit, but we have to be deliberate about this. Amen? Uh, so last thing, I want to give time for the Holy Spirit to work today um, and just really touch people's lives because I don't know about you, but life gets a bit stop-start, doesn't it? You, you start something in, something happens, you stop, you start, and you move forward more than a faulting a faltering type pace. And the Lord wants us to have a clear, the scripture talks about the Lord makes the path straight and he makes it clear for us as well. Amen. And I, what, I'm, what I'm looking at right now is a room full of potential. And what you're looking at, it's up to you to make your mind up. But I'm a person full of potential because I have the Holy Spirit in us, in me, and you have the Holy Spirit in you. Amen. So one of the last things we get, we have a new power, 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 power. We like short words where I come from because we get more in, all right? We like to, I don't come from Northern Ireland. If I'm in Northern Ireland, I'm from Northern Ireland. That's N-R-N-I-R-N, Northern Ireland. And just, we get more words in. So par, it's P-A-R. So it is. The, can I have a picture of the bike, please? I love that bike. That was, don't, you, don't you blaspheme my bike. That's an RD250 Yamaha. One of the features on this bike was a thing that was quite new at the time, and it was called a power band. Power band. Power. Yeah. I'm, I will teach you people how to speak correctly. Yeah. A power band. Now, what happened when you hit so many revs? I'm not, can't remember. It might have been 5,000. I'm not really sure. But once you hit a certain rev, boom, the power band kicked in. It's like a turbo in a car. And off you went like a scalded cat. And flying up the road like a lunatic. Oh, it was great. And... Uh, What's the power band in the Christian life? It's the Holy Spirit, you know? But the thing about the power band, right? You had to be moving, right? It didn't work until you were gone. And that's the same with the Holy Spirit. Until you move forward, he's not gonna do anything. You know, I wanna, the, word, the word to the church worldwide is stop sitting waiting for God to do something, right? Once you move forward, the power band will kick in and God will kick in. The Holy Spirit will activate. 
but we have to move forward first. Do you remember the Red Sea? The Israelites were up against the Red Sea. What did God say? Step into the water. They stepped in and then it opened. Same with the River Jordan. They stepped in, then it opened. God always makes you go first. So the Lord says to us today, you know, are you going to go first? A lot of you, I believe here, a lot of you people have got things in mind, projects, things that you want God to do or what, that you want to get involved in. You have vision for certain things. You don't know how to do it. Move forward. Step into it and God will provide, yeah? I really want to encourage you to do that because the power will kick in. And sometimes that begins with just getting baptized in the Holy Spirit, you know? But the Lord is wanting to... Um, kick the power band in. Amen? And I feel that's what he wants to do this morning for many of us. Um, and I want to ask you a question. Or maybe several questions. Oh, it's gone. All sad now. My bike's gone. Right, Okay. I want to ask you a question. Do you need something new? Do you want something new in God? No matter what you already have, do you want something new? You know, maybe, maybe you've been a, a prophetic person, but you've never healed the sick. Well, that's going to be something new. Or maybe you've healed the sick, but you've never evangelized. That can be something new. Whatever it is that God has placed in your heart. He wants to begin something new, but you need to take a step forward. And this morning, if you feel stirred by the Holy Spirit on those lines, you can step forward and just receive a quick prayer and, and be activated into that. Maybe you need something new in your body. Well, you know, if, if something's broken, you take it back to the manufacturer, don't you? Yeah? And ask him to fix it. And uh, that's what Jesus does. As, as I said at the beginning, God healed my back, completely healed it. Like not just, it, didn't, it wasn't a mini repair. It was almost like a new back. It was like the back of a 20-year-old man. As strong as anything. It was incredible. All the weakness was gone. All the pain was gone. Just amazing. Just got prayer several times. And if God will do it for me, he'll do it for you. You know, he's, God has body parts. Everything that's needed, God has that. And we have, to, we have to step forward quite, sometimes we have to step forward several times and say, Lord, give me that. You died to give me that. Please fix this. Or give me that new vision or, you know, whatever it is, allow him to do it today. Amen. Because he does the work anyway, doesn't he? See, I always say to people, I have 100% success in praying for people. What I mean by that is when I pray for people, I'm being 100% obedient. But it's the Holy Spirit's work. He just wants my hand and my voice. Yeah? And he wants that with us. He wants our voice and our hand. So I just want to uh, encourage you to respond to what God's saying to you right now and just receive prayer. Amen? I also want to say this. Have you been made new? Have you been born again? Let me tell you from experience of a long time, it's the best life you can have. Amen? We all know that. Many of us know that. It's the best life. I was 24 when I got born again. I wish I had done it when I was four. 
I would have saved an awful lot of trouble. And there's never a wrong time to accept Jesus as your Savior. So I want to encourage you to do that as well. Amen. So respond to what the Holy Spirit wants to do today and receive from Him. Amen. Thanks for listening to Com Church Talks. We'd love to hear from you and you're welcome to any of our Sunday services or midweek comms. For more information or to get in touch, visit our website at www.comchurch.org.uk or find us on Facebook. God bless.